means Parsha's boy. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu, that's page 350, and he says to him as follows, you should slaughter, page 350, they should take it on the 10th of Nisan, and they should then hold it until the 14th, and on the 14th, we should slaughter it on the 14th. Then Hashem says, You should take it from the blood. You should place it on the two doorposts. On the homes where there you will be eating your carbon Pesach. Okay? Straightforward. Good. The facts are, the Mishnah says in the Sikhta Psachim Dav Tzadik Vov Amodalef. Ma bein Pesach Mitzrayim le Pesach Doirois. What is the distinction between, what are, what are the differences between the Pesach which was, which was uh, uh, made in, in Mitzrayim, first carbon Pesach, and the Pesach throughout the generations? <coughs> so the, Gemara, the Mishnah enumerates a couple of things. And the second thing it mentions is that. The Korban Pesach uh, needed al shteha mezuzos v'al hamashkoif. That is for the Pesach Mitzrayim. But the Pesach Deirois, we don't have to place the blood of the Korban Pesach on the doorposts and on the lintel. Now, if we read on, we will see where Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to the Eden. That's on page 354. He adds some information, which we don't find here. And that is, the Pesach says in Pesach Chavbeis, Page 354. He says, you shall take a bundle of hyssop and dip it into the blood. You should dip it into the blood that is in the basin. And you should and touch the lintel. Yeah. Touch the lintel and the, door, and the two doorposts with some of the blood that is in the basin. Okay, so we have here added, which Hashem doesn't say to him, and that is, he says that you should use the hyssop, and the hyssop you should place and dip into the blood, and with that you should have it placed on the doorposts and on the lintel, right? So the Mephorshim already bring to the Cheskuni, if I recall correctly, the, one of the Rishonim, the Mephorshim, say that what is uh, not mentioned here is mentioned there. In other words, he says there's no major issue here. Definitely, uh, they were commanded in the Pesach Mitzrayim to take the hyssop and dip it into the blood and place it on the doorposts and the lintel. And even though Hashem doesn't mention it when he says it to Moshe, nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu says it to the Eden. The facts are that the Mephorshim do go into it. There are other commentaries who explain why Dafka Hashem does not mention it and why Moshe Rabbeinu does mention it. The Rogachover also touches on it, but because time is short, I'm not going to even mention what he says, but he just, he highlights it. And in other words, other Mephorshim do deal with the issue why it's not mentioned by Hashem and it's only mentioned by Moshe. The Rogachover says something on it, but we'll go on to a different topic of what the Rogachover deals with. Okay. Um, 
And the Mishnah, that same Mishnah, in Mishnah Pesach, Mdav Tzadik Vav says that in Pesach Mitzrayim, the distinction between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Deris is precisely in these three aspects. That is, to have to, in Pesach Mitzrayim, they have to take the hyssop and dip it into the blood and place, place it on the, door, on the doorposts and the lintels. And rather, in Pesach Deris, there's no such thing of hyssop, right? That doesn't apply. They had to slaughter their Korban Pesach, sprinkle the blood on the Mizbech, and that's as far as it went. But the doorposts and the lintel didn't apply. Um, the Meforshim also highlight interesting distinctions. Look, Hashem says to him, to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, he speaks first about the doorposts, right? And then he speaks about the mashka of the lintel. It's obvious, right? It's in the Pesach. Read it. Yeah, you get it? Moshe Rabbeinu turns it around. He mentions first the mezuzahs. Uh, and the, uh, he men- mentions first the mashkif and then the mezuzahs. All the Mephorshim deal with this issue. Okay. Um, we will touch on some of this as we go on. The Rugged Shover doesn't deal with that, but he highlights a different point. And that is as follows. Another difference we find, and that is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, V'lokchu min hadom, you should take of the blood, V'nosnu, and place it on the two doorposts and on the lintel. Moshe Rabbeinu says, you should take the hyssop and dip it into the blood. Vihigatem. El Hamashkei. says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you should vinosnu, you should place it on the doorposts and on the lintel. Vinosnu, that's the term used, correct? Rather, Moshe Rabbeinu changes the, rephrases it. Vihigatem elamashkoif. Vihigatem. It doesn't say, interesting, the Al Shech HaKodesh says, it doesn't say, Unigatem. What's it mean? A moment. Easy. No, 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 no. Bye-bye. It doesn't say, Unigatem. Unigatem means it should touch. It doesn't say, Unigatem. So Rabbi Stone can take a rest. It says, Vihigatem. Vihigatem means it should reach. It should reach up as al onkumen. That's what Vihigatem means, right? Did you reach, did you get there? So he says, it should get there. So it doesn't say, and it says, Mefurosh Nadal HaKadosh. It doesn't say, Unigatem. Unigatem means you should touch. So I'm, I don't know how Rabbi Gutnik says it and Rabbi Arskol says it. So he says it, nothing wrong, he's a nice man. And maybe there's room to say vihigatem means to touch. But the facts are, it doesn't say unigatem, it says vihigatem. Vihigatem means it should reach. As a long kumen in Prost Yiddish. Okay. Wonderful, beautiful. Interestingly, listen, listen, listen. What, the the Biure Marai, who is he? Biure Marai is a sefer from the Trumas Hadeshen, one of the Rishonim, who wrote a sefer of Piski Halochas, which actually, it's very novel, his sefer, because he wrote the questions and the answers. So there was no shoyal, a strange question, someone who asked questions, and he, and he responds, and he answers the answers. No, he actually established the question, and he writes the answers. And it's a known sefer, and just about one of the early shadows of Trumas, Trumas Hadeshen, Piski Halochas, all Yamov, Minhogi Ashkenazo, Piske, Halochis, and Ashkenaz are based on the Trumas Adashan, etc., etc. Wonderful. He also wrote a sefer on Rashi and Chumash. And it's called, yeah, for sure. By the way, there are close to 200 commentaries on Rashi, on Chumash, commentaries. And most of them are Gdole Haposkim, big time halachists 
and mefalpulim and etc. etc. And dafke they partook with Rashi ala Torah and Chumash. Okay, good. So in the Biure Maharai, no, I, don't, I believe all the later before she could visit a multiple quotes, and I don't remember. But in Biure Maharai, it's a safe you can buy today. Biure Maharai, maybe it's not called Biure Maharai today, maybe it's called Trimazadesh and Alachumish. And in Biure Maharai, he says a nice pshat. Why the difference between this and that and the other? And the Icarus, he says as follows he says it really is connected with this hyssop. He says, because Hashem doesn't speak about the hyssop, Therefore, he says, Venoslu. Is that the correct way to say that? Say the words? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, whatever it is. It's, it's some, kind of, it's some kind of herb, right? Good grass. Good. It's a funny word. Let it be. Okay. It's not hiccup. It's hyssop. Okay. Yeah. Hyssop. Yeah, I'm good to say it. Come on. Good. So, because Hashem says, Venosnu, he doesn't mention the Agudas Ezer. He doesn't mention the hyssop. He doesn't deal with it. That's why it says, Venosnu. But when it comes to the, excuse me, when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu, he talks about the hyssop, he says, he got them, and he says, that's the reason also why the mezuzahs and the mashkafah changed around. The imamish connects all the words together. So sometimes he says, Pshat and Rashi, sometimes he says, Zom Pshat and Chumish. He says, a Poshat thing. But it's, it's a londus because he's a halachist. So he says sometimes interesting halachic issues. So he says as follows, he says, you know, if you're going to place it on it, right, when you're placing it on it, the difference if you place it on it, Venosna means you're placing on it. Vigata means it should reach up, right? It should, it should get there. That means you're sprinkling it. You're not touching it. You're not touching it. And he says as follows. He says, Take shall, Tfilm shall roish and Tfilm shall yad. Parshat Kibshutta, he says, Tfilm shall roish contains more sanctity than Tfilm shall yad. That's the halacha. Therefore, according to certain poskim, the reason we. Whatever we let's not get into the poskim, right? The fact is it has more sanctity, and therefore this is on the head, this is on the thing. You can't change from a shorosh or a sholiad, etc., etc. In certain cases, uh, therefore we have separate mitz, separate brachas. That's where we first put on the sholiad, and then the shorosh. Even though it says in the Chumash first this and that, but other first shaliyad and the shalrosh, but other Mepharshim say it's also based on the Malim Bakhoidish, we go upwards in the Kedusha, whatever, all the different reasons brought in the Poskim. Therefore, we take one off before the other, etc. Definitely, the shalrosh is, is more, has, contains more sanctity than the shaliyad. Okay, and he says that's why it's above and the shaliyad is below. He says the same applies for the mezuzahs, the lintels, and the, mash, the, the, the doorposts and the lintel. Uh, why? He says the mashkov is like the shalrosh. The mezuzah is a pesach like the shaliyad. And he says, because the mashkif contains greater sanctity, because we're talking about blood of a korban, which we're placing on the mashkif, and the mashkif itself is like resembles, so to speak, in a sense, the shalroish, mashenk, the, the mezuzahs are like the shaliyat. So he says as follows, vinosnu, when we're placing the blood, so we're actually touching with the blood, we're touching the surface, right? So therefore, if we're first touching the lower surface, you can't, you, if you first touch the higher surface, you can't go down and touch the lower surface. Because it's already, so to speak, contains, and you've come in contact with a higher, greater sanctity, so therefore, you can't go down to a lower sanctity. So therefore, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, what does it say in the Chumash? Let's go back to the Chumash. He says you should place it. Place it means you're coming in direct contact with it. Right? You're going to hold it, feel it, touch it. You're contacting it. So therefore it has to be first Right? First the Shtei Because if you go with the Mashkov, you can't go down to the Mezuzahs. But here, due to the fact that he's taking the hyssop and he's sprinkling it. Right? He's squirting it, sprinkling it, whatever. Right? So therefore, there we're allowed to go first to the Mashkov and then to the doorposts. Because we're not coming in direct contact with the 
with the lintel. If we're touching it, so it's already sanctified. So then the hyssop becomes, comes and touch, touched the mashkoif. It can't now touch the mezuzah. You can go from lower upper. You can't from upper lower. Right? Which one's higher? Mashkoif. What's higher? The, the way we see it. But the mezuzah is not on the mashkoif. Forget about the, what mezuzahs mean doorpost. Forget about the kissing of the mezuzah. But it goes there. Isn't it because of mezuzah? No, it's nothing to do with anything. Right? We're just talking about the mashkoif, which is upper, and mezuzahs are lower. That's what it is. And like all the Mephoshim say, the mashkoif also resembles HaKadosh Baruch and the doorpost resembles the, 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 the ovois. Uh, the Al Shekha Kodesh says, the, uh, many Mephoshim say, this is Yitzchak, and this is Yaakov, and this is Avram. Definitely what's above is more, is more uh, supreme, so to speak. Okay? So the Mela, if the hyssop touches the top, you can't have it touch the bottom. You have to go up, down, upwards. And therefore, because we're using the hyssop, and it's going it, to be sprinkling it, right? So it's not a problem. Because it's not going to come in, touch, in contact with it. So therefore, because we're sprinkling the hyssop with the blood, the blood with the hyssop, so you can do, you can do with the mashkai first, and it's not a problem to go down. Because it's not touching it. And then you're meant to do the mashkai first. You're meant to start with something more sanctified. Because you're not going lower. Because you're supposed to start off. But if you're going to end up going lower, that's a problem. But here we're not going lower. Because it never contained and absorbed the sanctity of the above. That's his take on it. No problem. Uh, what I, wa- I want to only convey, I'm not here just to review all the Mephorshim. I want to just convey that you see that the Mephorshim, the Rishonim, dealt and were just bothered with these seemingly minor details, and therefore they come up with different ways of ana- uh, analysis to explain these the different expressions, etc., etc. Fine. Let's go on to the Rogachover. The Rogachover has something really phenomenal to explain this. But listen here. In order to appreciate the Rogachover, I would appreciate to introduce for you uh, a Tosefta, with uh, the pshat of the Chazdei David. Now this Tosefta and the pshat of the Chazdei David is already brought to our attention in Lekutasichas, volume 26, by the Rebbe, and the Rebbe raises issues with him. So I will, some of what I will be saying now is found in Lekutasichas, volume 26, Parshas Boy. Okay, and the Rebbe also introduces the Rogach over there, but what I'm going to say tonight is not... There's no plagiarism. Basically, I'm not saying over what it says in the Sikha, because I'm not learning Sikha, we're learning Rogachover. But I'm just touching on a point the river brings there. And this is as follows. Uh, the, the Mishnah, as mentioned originally, the Mishnah says that the distinction between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Duris is that in Pesach Mitzrayim we have to have the Mashkoif and the Shtem Mitzvahs by the Korban Pesach. But the Pesach Duris throughout the ages, no, we just sprinkle it on the Mizbeach. Right? Enough. Uh, the facts are that the same is repeated in the Tesefta. Now, as mentioned in the Monday Shir, that generally the Tesefta only comes and adds and doesn't repeat what the Mishnah says. That's the definition of Tesefta. It comes to add halachas on what it elaborates and expounds on what the Mishnah says in short, right? So either it explains the Mishnah or it adds additional rulings or additional halachas. Here it seems that he's repeating a halacha found in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, <coughs> the Mishnah says that the distinction of the Pesach Mitzrayim is that it has to be the hyssop with the shtei mezuzahs v'mashkoif, and it's not found in the Pesach Deris, so it's found in the Chazdei David, excuse me, in the Tosef, the Perikhes, that the Pesach Mitzrayim uh, is al mezuzahs, al shtei mezuzahs v'al mashkoif. He omits, the Tosef omits the hyssop, doesn't talk about it, omits it, but repeats just these two parts. That has to be And the Why is the Tesefta repeating what it says in the Mishnah? 
The Mishnah says already this difference. So one would expect that the Sefta would add different distinctions, right? Here, nevertheless, it just seems to repeat it and omits, and omits, and omits the part of the hyssop. Okay, what do we gain with this repeat? So the Chazdei David has a very interesting take on this, on the Pshat of the Tesefta, and he says as follows. The Tesefta wants to teach us that we shouldn't be mistaken that when the Mishnah says that we sprinkle the blood on the Mashkev and the Shtam Mezuzos, this has the same status as sprinkling blood on Mizbeach. And therefore, the, the, the Tesefta says that it was he brings a posuk and he says it was sprinkled on the mashkoif and on the mezbech. What is the idea of the repeat? So he says that it comes in sequence to another din, right? A prior a din mentioned in the Tosefta prior to this. It says in the Tosefta prior to this that the domim, listen, the blood and the fat, the chalovim, were not placed on the mezbech, the Pesach Mitzrayim. It wasn't placed. Normally, by a korban Pesach, any korban, you have to sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach, on the altar. You have to also bring the fat, the emurim, the chalovim, and you have to, as we learn in Pashas Vayikra, right? This week, that you have to place it on the Mizbeach. Says the Tosefta, the domim and the chalovim by the korban Pesach in Mitzrayim were not placed on the Mizbeach. And in direct sequence to that, the, the Tosefta tells us that where was the blood sprinkled by the Mitzrayim? On the Mashkev al Says the Chazdei David, what is the Tosefta teaching us? It's teaching us as follows. When you look at the Chumash, you can possibly say, Hashem says, we know every carbon you have to sprinkle blood, right? And you have to bring the fat on the altar. So you would have expected to think that even though there wasn't a, literally an altar in everybody's home, because everybody took, partook of the carbon Pesach in their homes, they're not in the Beis Amigdosh, etc., there's no altar, but you would have thought that maybe the sprinkling of the blood may be like has a, a halachic status, so to speak, of sprinkling blood at an altar. So he says, nothing doing. Look, the Tosefta says, the domim and the chalovim weren't placed on the Mizbeach. That's what the Tosefta says, a blank statement. And right in sequence it says, what was done, it was sprinkled on the mashkev and on the mezuzahs. So what is the Tosefta teaching us, says the Chazdi David, that it's not actually sprinkling blood on Mizbeach, it's just sprinkling blood on the lintel and on the mezuzahs. For what reason? Like it says in the Chumash. Hashem says, you know why? Because tonight uh, there will be the angel of death, and this will be a sign that you are your prairie, destroyed, you're not the Egyptians, and that will what? Will keep the angel of death out of your place. That's why Hashem says to sprinkle it on the lintel and on the mezuzahs. Okay? So really the Chazdi David says something gewaldic. In other words, it's not just a repeat of the Tosefta, like words of the Mishnah. He's giving us an insight and telling us a halachic definition of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, the Pesach Mitzrayim, we sprinkle blood on the Mizbeach, on the, on the Mezuzahs and the Mashkoif. What is the definition of it? So that's the Tosefta. It comes around and tells you, it wasn't placed on the Mizbeach, it's just on the Mezuzahs and on the Mashkoif. Sounds good, yeah? Not so simple. Why? Now, even though what the Chazdei Dovit says has very strong basis in the Talmud Bavli, he explains the Mishnah in the Bavli, right? Because in the Sichtem Menochas Daf Pei Beis Omudalaf. Now, this is a Gemara brought to our attention. Uh, the Rebbe brings it and possibly others. Yeah, actually, Rabbi Yisav Engel. The Rebbe brings Rabbi Yisav Engel in a Sefer Gilyoni Hashas. On the Sichtem Psochem Daf Tzadik Vav Omudalaf. The Gemara in Menochas Daf Pei Beis says, there the Gemara speaks if the carbon Pesach can come can be brought from Behemus Meiser, right? If you have a Behemus, and it's from Meiser Shani or whatever. So if you can, so the Gemara, no, a carbon Pesach has to come from Chulim. 
if it's just the plain behavior, you went to the market, you bought a behemoth, you can consecrate it for the Korban Pesach. But if it's something which is already, in a sense, contains some kind of sanctity, you can't use it for Korban Pesach. And the Gemara says, we learned this out from the what? From the Pesach Mitzrayim. Because the Pesach Mitzrayim, there was nothing doing. They went to the market. There was no mitzvahs then, there was no miser then. You went to the market, and you bought a Korban. So you see, you consecrate the Korban Pesach from, a, from Chulim. You can't be miser. So the same goes for all Korban Pesach. You can't just buy a Korban Pesach which contains use a carbon passive which contains some sanctity. It has to be a behemoth chulin. Something with just a mundane behemoth. Posh the behemoth, pros the behemoth, up pros the behemoth. And the Gemara says, how can you derive the carbon passive for all generations of the Pesach Shrine? There was something lacking in the Pesach Shrine which is not found in the Pesach Deris, says the Gemara. The domim, the blood, and the chalavim, and the fat weren't placed on the Mizbeach. Says Rashi and Rabbeinu Gershon that there was no Mizbeach there. There only was a lintel and two doorposts. And now that was sprinkled the blood. So maybe that's why we're lenient. We find one leniency. We sprinkle blood and there's no Mizbeach. Right? So we don't have to put it on the Mizbeach. The Chalob and the fat is not placed in the Mizbeach. So the Melo Lefizeh, mm, no problem. Uh, that's why you can even bring it from a behemoth which uh, therefore has a halacha of chulin or whatever. So you can't have different guidelines. can derive and draw parallels from the carbon Pesach Mitzrayim to the carbon Pesach Duris. Okay. So it's, a, so it's a very clear, substantial a, a, a statement in the Shas for the, what the Sefta says, for what the Chazdei Dovid says. Uh, another very interesting thing. Actually, it's a Mephorosh Chassam Sofer. The Rebbe brings a Chassam Sofer. A response to Chassam Sofer, you're in the Esim Reish Lamed Hay. He has a problem, not a problem. Someone asks him, actually, Rebbe Ephraim Zalman Margolius, from the base of Ephraim, doesn't understand the Shtikl Ponami office. The Ponami office was the Rebbe, the Balha floor, the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer. And the Chassam Sefer calls his Rebbe's Sefer, not Ponem Yavis, Ponem Chadoshes. They say, it's Mashu. Okay? And he says in the Sefer, Ponem Chadoshes. Maybe he had a name, Ponem Chadoshes once. Don't know. So he's, it's, if we, rem- we quoted this Ponem Yavis in the, pr- in the former Shir. Right? There was a problem with the Eden buying the animal from the Egyptians because it was their idol. They idolized their sheep, their lamb. So therefore, it was never. There was something they, they, they bow down to. And it's, if it's consecrated to the Avodah Zori, you can't use it for a korban. So we explain what the Panam Yofi said, that by buying it, by the Jews letting go, they let go of the Avodah Zorah, and the Goy sells it to the Jew. So then it becomes, so to speak, kosher. So the Chassam Seifer, there's a whole issue. What is dealt with in, the, in this response, a very small section of the response, he basically says that um, um, if it was truly needed for a korban, for a korban Pesach, it's not so simple that we can use it in such a, in such a, if that's transformed in such a way that the going nullifies its korban, maybe we should use it. Because Nevad is a problem for a korban Pesach, etc. I don't want to go into the details. Basically, what he says is as follows. So the Chassam Seifer needs to substantiate his Rebbe's words. And he says, you look into his words, you'll mamish see, it's gvaldik, and if you look at a, a commentary on a chumash, you think, eh, just another commentary, right? The, the Balha Flo, when he writes, is chidushim in mesechtik subis, or in mesechtik edushim, the makna. So you know, you think it's lomdish in yonim, panamiyafis is lomdish, but you think he just says, no, the chamsefis says, look, in the depth of his words, you'll see that he mamish was very uh, calculated with what he said, etc. There's no problem with what he says there. He says to this great sage. And then he concludes and he substantiates himself. He says, you should know, the Korban Pesach, the Korban Pesach wasn't the Korban B'chalal. It, it is, it, it's just the doing, so to speak. Hashem says, take a Korban, take the Korban Pesach, sprinkle the blood, there was no Mizbeach, there was no Inyonim, it has no, it doesn't identify with the Korban, etc. Et he did whatever they did, but it didn't have, it's not, 
Kedushas Govoya. It's not the sanctified carbon we know of, which will have all the limitations of the guidelines and the specifications the carbon needs. So therefore, it's not such a major problem that the Eden were ended up taking, uh, buying from the non-Jews. Of course, we nullified the idol, right? They nullified their idols. But to say that it should be a problem for a carbon, for carbon Pesach is not a problem. Maybe for a carbon it would be a problem. For the carbon Pesach is not such a problem. Listen to what he says further. Then he says... This is what the Gemara says in the Sikhte Psochim Tzadik Vov. Here in Mufurushi Gemara. What does the Gemara say? The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara asks, the Emurim, what did the Yidin do with the Emurim? Emurim are the sections of the inner parts, the fats of, of the carbon. What did they do by the carbon Pesach? What did they do? Did they bring it on the altar? There's no altar, right? And normally, on a, you have to place it on the altar. Says the Gemara, answers the Gemara, maybe they roasted it. And the Mephoshim explained, they roasted it and they ate it. In other words, they may have eaten the fat. Because they weren't prohibited to eat fat then. And they roasted it and they ate it like they ate the meat. Maybe, maybe. That's what the Gemara says. And then the Gemara goes on to say, uh, you have to look at the Loshna Gemara. The Gemara goes on to say, actually the Gemara says, listen to the Loshna of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Mephoshim, Gimel Mizbechos Hoyushon. There were only three Mizbechos at the time of the Korban Pesach. What are they? The lintel and the two doorposts. And that was good enough, says Rashi and the Gemara, to sprinkle blood. But you can't put fat on it, right? So the Gemara therefore says there was no mezbeach to bring the fat on, to roast the fat on. Ended. So the Gemara remains with what the fat. But says the Chassam Soifer, it's a mefurishi Gemara in Mesech Tepsoim. Tav That Gimel mezbechois hoyushon. And the sprinkling of the blood on the lintel and on the doorpost is regarded halachically as sprinkling it on a mezbech on an altar. Says the Chsam Sefer, Limlitzah. They say it only Limlitzah. It's not mamish. It's such an expression, so to speak, that they call and relate to the lintel and to the doorpost. They express themselves and describe it as a uh, describe it as a mizbeach, but it doesn't have the halachic status of mizbeach, as it says mefurish in Mesech the Menachos that it, it doesn't bring the Gemara Menachos. By the way, it doesn't bring the Gemara Menachos. But it, I'm just using, showing you with this some cipher that we're starting off with the Chazdei David. All right, the Chazdei David says clearly in the Tesefta that there was no mizbeach. Okay. And he, uh, what, did we, what did we go on to say? And then I, we substantiated with the Gemara Mesechta Menachas that pay base mefurish. The Gemara says Rashi and the Rabbi Yisrael was no mezbeach. I'm using now the Chassam Soifer who says that even when the Gemara says already in Besochim Daf Tzadik Vav that Gimel mezbeachos melilimelitsa. Good. So this, you see, there is one approach to say there was no mezbeach whatsoever for the blood. Okay. But. The Klechemda, Rameir Domplotsky, in a safer and partial boy in the Klechemda, he brings this Chassam Sefer and he says, you know, it's Givaldic Chassam Sefer. He says, with this, I also understand a Targim Yoinuson. The Targim Yoinuson, when it comes to say that Hashem says, place the hyssop in the, in the blood, dip it into the blood, the Targim Yoinuson interprets that the Basal, what's the lotion of the Posuk? It says you should place it Badam Asher Basaf, Minadam Asher Basaf, from the dam which is in the basin. So the Targum Yenison says the basin was earthenware. Parcha. It says Mefurish in the Targum Yenison on that verse. And he defines and tells us and he, can, he explains that the Basof, what type of basin was it? It was a basin, of, an earthenware basin. 
So the Klechemda says, I don't understand. Why does the Targum Yonis, and what do we gain by knowing that the blood of the, of the, of the Korban Pesach, right, which was placed in the basin and then sprinkled from there onto the lintel and the doorpost, was of earthenware. What does the Targum Yonison intend? What is he out to say? So the Klechemda says, ah, with this some sofer, it's gewaldic. There was no Mizbeach. If there's no Mizbeach, Sprinkling the blood, the din is as follows. When you are macabre the blood, you receive the blood from the animal after the slaughtering, that has to be received in a clay shores, in a keli, which is what serves Hashem in the base of Mikdush. A clay shores cannot be from earthenware. It must be from metal, either from gold, from silver, etc., but it cannot be from earthenware. See, so he says, ah, that's exactly what the Targum Yonison wants to teach us. That you should learn that the blood and whatever the whole procedure here is about, a dinim korban, dinim mizbeach, it doesn't contain dinim mizbeach. It's not a klesharis. Wonderful. So he likes the Psalm Sofer, he has two pages going and substantiated the Psalm Sofer, and he loves it. And he concludes as follows He says, but what shall I do? In the Talmud Yerushalmi Periktes, it says Mefurish that there's a machloikas. If there were mezbechas, or if there weren't mezbechas. In other words, in the Talmud Bavli, where it says Gimel mezbechas, you can say Melitza, right? That's if you have no other proofs. But if it says Mefurish in Talmud Yerushalmi, and there's an argument between two Amiroim, were there mezbechas at the time, or weren't there? So it's very obvious that there's an opinion who says the worm is based, right? So according to that, is it so simple to say what the Chassam Sefer says in the Talmud Bavli, Gimel Mizbechus, that it's Limelitza? One would rather interpret the Gimel Mizbechus literally that it was Mizbech. And that's the way you learn Rashi. Take out a Gemara with a Rashi of Tzadik Vova Modalov, it's Poshut. That there was a Mizbech suitable for the blood and it served as a purpose, took the place of the Mizbech. And what do we do with the Gemara in Menachas, where it says, Mefurish, there was no Mezbech, according to Rashi Rabbi Nagash? Not simple. We're stuck. Rabbi Yosef Engel asks the stira. He says, Poshet, you have a stira. Here it says, Mefurish, there was a Mezbech. It says, no Mezbech. Fine, we have a problem. How do you reconcile the problem? Work it out somehow. There's some ways to work it out. You can say Sforis or whatever it may be. Let's go, pardon? No, over there it talks about blood. Menachas talks about blood. Dam v'chelev, it says that. Just a bit of water, please. Thank you. Just tap water. Okay. So you see, there's one approach. But what? Excuse me. But at least if we, there's one approach. So according to, to the... So the, we sub, try to substantiate the Chazvei David. And according to that, we can understand the repeat of the Tesefta to teach us that it wasn't. To the explain for us the definition of the mission. Don't to be mistaken to say that there was a Mizbech. There wasn't a Mizbech. And everything else substantiates it. But if we take now the other side of the coin and we say nothing doing, it seems quite clear that there was a Mizbech. And that's the meaning of the Gemara. And it's not so simple to say there wasn't a Mizbech. So everything... There was a Mizbech. If it was a Mizbech, the sprinkle of the blood, that it, 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 it takes the place of the altar. And if so... What's the, what's the pshat? What is this? Why is there a need for the receptor to repeat the Mishnah? We're going back to square one. And also, uh, um, basically, that's what we're asking, right? Hello. The rugged Shover definitely learns that it has a criteria of Mizbeach. That's Poshut, right? Okay? And like I say, so we conclude, and so the Rebbe accepts, and so we're learning based on the Klechemda and the others, and it's not so Poshut to say there wasn't. Now, Nevertheless, we can understand why the, why the Tesefta repeats what it says in the Mishnah. And this is a Chiddush of the Rebbe based on the Rogat Shavar. The Rogat Shavar says as follows. He says, he says, what is the difference between Venosnu, going back to the Chumash, Venosnu and Vihigaten? So the literal meaning means Venosnu should place. Vihigaten 
It means it should reach up. As He says, but if you look into it, you'll see that we're highlighting two things. He says, take the mitzvah of Zerika Saddam in general, right? What occurs is that the Kohen does the act of sprinkling, right? The Maise has Zor, the Maise has Zerika, and it's inevitable if he's sprinkling the blood, the blood ends up landing on the Mizbeach, and the, now the blood is Munach ala Mizbeach. It's sitting on the Mizbeach, right? So asks the Roger Chova, what is the mitzvah, the Kiyu mitzvah of Zerika Saddam? When does the Kohen fulfill the mitzvah of Zerika Saddam? And when, in other words, is the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Zerika Saddam a one-time act of sprinkling blood? Or is it an ongoing procedure, an ongoing mitzvah, a fulfillment of mitzvah? What do you mean ongoing? Because if I will learn the mitzvah is the act of placing and sprinkling the blood, lahaniach, lizroik, right? The act of squirting. So once he does it, and he's done it, it's over with. The mitzvah is fulfilled, that's the key mitzvah. But if I learn that no, that the mitzvah is, that it's inevitable, there's no other way it's going to get there without me sprinkling it. But really, what is HaKadosh Baruch's intent? That the mitzvah, the blood should end up landing there and it should remain there. So the mitzvah, that the blood should end up remaining there, then there's an ongoing fulfillment of the mitzvah, that the, the blood should end up remaining there. And he says an interesting thing. He says, you know, if we will learn that the mitzvah is just the act of squirting, now he brings a proof that when it comes to the mitzvah, the general mitzvah of Zerika Saddam, the mitzvah is just the one-time act of the pu'ula, the poil, the poil and the pu'ula, not the nifal, not what is resulted, not the result, but just what the act and the pu'ula, the poil and the pu'ula, the act. He says, the Gemara says in the Sikh Tazvachim, I think it's Tafta Zvachim, the Gemara queries as far as the din is that the coin who does the avoider cannot be. What time do we have, Mirev? 804? 802. Okay. All right. Okay, okay. So the Gemara says, the, the din is that the coin cannot be a Balmum, he cannot have any blemish, right? Says the Gemara, what happens after he, he, he sprinkles the blood, right? He, you know, he squirts, yeah? The, the blood goes off. God forbid his hand gets chopped off. Chopped off? Chopped off! So the hand chopped! He wouldn't be able to... He's a Balmum! Nikto Yodoy! So the blood didn't get uh... One minute, one minute. And what happened? It... Oh, one minute. So the, Rashi says... Rashi explains... Listen, and it hasn't yet landed. His hand, his, his palm, his, 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 his wrist gets chopped off before the blood lands on the Mizbeach. Before it lands on the Mizbeach. So the Gemara asks... Is, says the Gemara, is that called a Zerika Ksheira that a kosher coin did it, that he wasn't a Balmum at the time? Why? Even though it didn't come to the Mizbeach, but the fact is, once it's gone out of his hand, he was still, he was okay. Uh, or do we say, no, it has to reach there. Says the Gemara as follows, as long as it, if, it depends, if it came to the aerial space, over the Mizbeach, before his hand was affected, he was affected, chopped off, before he became a Balmum, then it's okay. In other words, it must be the blood has to arrive. Let's say this right as a section. He's shooting something happened to his hand, and it's it's arrived beforehand, the aerial space of the Mizbeach. So the din is the aerial space of the, over the Mizbeach has a din of Mizbeach. So it's as if it's absorbed and been there already. So therefore it's okay. But if it hadn't yet landed, come into the aerial space of, of, of the Mizbeach, and, and his hand is chopped off before, so that it's no good. That's what the Gemara says. But whatever the case, what do you see from all this whole Gemara? It's quite obvious that, pardon? It didn't land. You have to do the act. As long as, excuse me, the Gemara Bechlal doesn't even care if it ended up mamish landing or not. So they had slow motion technology in those days. What's going on? 
did have to land because it has to be in the space of the Mizbeach. Yeah, but it doesn't have to remain there. Of course, we have to shoot on the Mizbeach. It has to come to the Mizbeach. It doesn't have to remain there. That's the idea. It doesn't have to remain there. That's what we're discussing. You understand? There's no question about it. Everybody agrees that when we're sprinkling, the breath has to sprinkle on the Mizbeach, right? And it's inevitable that when you'll sprinkle something on the Mizbeach, it'll land on the Mizbeach. But it doesn't have to remain there or not. So the Gemara never discussed that. The Gemara was only really concentrating is it has it arrived to the Mizbeach or not. That's it. But what's going on thereafter is not important to us. So we're really judging what's happening with the, with the, with the one who is actively work, working. In other words, there it happened before he, before or after in relation to him. It's all in relation to him. We, we're relating the blood to what, what's, what's according with the coin. You understand? We're not discussing if what remains with the blood. And he says, what's the nafkimina? So he learns that every zirika sadam, the mitzvah, is the act of the zirika. Not that it has to end up remaining there. So he says, if the blood ends up being any type of blood, right, of a carbon, which remains on a carbon, there's no ongoing process of fulfillment of mitzvah. The mitzvah is over and done with, finished. It's over and done with. Well, what's the difference in the halachic implications? The halachic implications are as follows. There's an opinion in the Gemara that if uh, unfit carbon, right, something which is unfit to be on the altar, was placed on the altar, so there's an opinion that the Gemara has to be removed, has to be removed from the altar. You can't let it be consumed, even though it was already placed on the altar. Okay? By the blood, says the Rogachev, it brings a toysmus. The deed is by the blood that even if it was unfit. So even according to that opinion, it can remain on the altar. Why? Because when is there a problem for it, for it remaining on the altar? When there's something actively happening, right? And then that's a contradiction. If this is an unfit carbon, it shouldn't be on the Mizbeah. But what happens if it's already been over and done with? It's in the past. The mitzvah has been fulfilled already. It's all over with. What's the problem? It's just sitting on the Mizbeah. Who cares if a strange item is sitting on the Mizbeah? When a carbon which is strange is sitting on the Mizbeah, in other words, meat which is invalidated or whatever, right? And the mitzvah of placing a carbon on the Mizbeah, and the hair he makes a difference between blood and the meat and the emurim. The Rogachover says as follows. When it comes to emurim, the din is, there's a halach of reach nichoyach lashem. Now, reach nichoyach lashem is posh, practically means that when the meat is placed on the barbie, right? So there's a reach and a good, a beautiful aroma, right? And just like you, Begashmi, literally, materially, can appreciate it. So Hashem says it's a reach nichoyach lashem. So when, if it's Reh Nechayim Hashem, definitely the mitzvah is that it should be Munach, it should remain there. And the Rogachov says, that's why the Chazals say, we find throughout the Chazals, there's an ingan of Ikul. It has to be Nis'aklu. Nis'aklu Abosor. You know what Nis'aklu Abosor means? It really has to get good and, and roasted well, that it should really give off that fantastic Bobby smell, right? Now that only highlights that the mitzvah is that it should remain there, right? Poshut. Right? Well, there he says, that's why we find in the Chazal, it's called, the carbon on the altar is called Bishul. You know, what's the difference he says between, that's not called beer or strafer. When you burn something, you just ignite it, finished, it's burnt, right? Or it's, it, it, it does, it goes on, it's on its own. So you did the act. Bishul, kochzach, right? It's kochzach. And he says that's why the carbon on the altar is called bishul. He brings tens of marimakonimists for all of this to prove that when it comes to the emurim, the fat, the meat, that's the thing that it, the mitzvah is the munach. Okay? But when it comes to the blood, the mitzvah is all over with once you did the poil and the pool, but it doesn't have to remain there. Good enough? Excellent. You know what he says? That's by all bloods of all carbonus. And also by all carbon pesach. Except by the carbon pesach of Mitzrayim. Because what does it say in the Chumash? The Chumash says, Mufurish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want the blood to remain there. Because I've got to make sure that the angel of death doesn't come to see it. So he says, 
He says, so this mitzvah of Korban Pesach, the blood of the Korban Pesach, is comprised of two parts. It's comprised of the mitzvah of sprinkling, the act, the poil and the pu'ula, and also the nifal. So this is a unique type of Korban, uh, Korban, Korban Pesach Mitzrayim contains both aspects. The aspect of the mitzvah of Zerikas Adam, of all Zerikas Adam. It also contains the mitzvah of Akrovase Murim, which is, so to speak, the criteria of sprinkling the blood that should remain there. Because of what it says in the Chumash, that it has to remain there. But maybe he says that's the difference between, what, so what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? That's why Moshe Rabbeinu, when he speaks about sprinkling the blood, he says, he doesn't, he says, Vihigaten. What's the difference between Venosu? To place it. Or if I say I want it to reach there, right? As Eldorton, Listen, the Nostal, we're talking about the Gavra. You should place it. Of course, on the Bezbeach, right? Of course, on the lintel. Of course, on the doorpost. But when I say the Nostal, they should place it. We're talking about the Pu'ulas HaGavra, the act of the individual doing it. Place it, right? But when I say Vihigatem, it means you fellows are sprinkling it, but Vihigatem highlights, it doesn't say Viniga Unigatem, you should touch. If you would say Unigatem, it means you should touch, right? It says Vihigatem, it should reach. Ah, reach means it's an oncoming. You get it? Reach means we're talking about the Hefze, that the blood should make sure to get there and reach there. Talking about the blood reaching it. Ah, see, so that's why Moshe Rabbeinu says Vihigatem. Yeah, Givaldik. Doesn't say Venosnu. What does Akkadosh Baruch say Venosnu? Doesn't say Vihigatem. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Dibur is Lederis, like we said originally. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he says it's eternal, so he's talking about all the Karbonis Pesach. And he says all the Karbonis Pesach have to be sprinkled. Of course he's talking for now. But he's also relating in his statement relates to all the Karbonis Pesach. And all Karbonis Pesach only contains the first aspect of the Venosnu. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu only says Venosnu. The additional component which is comprised, which is added here. And needed here, that only Moshe Rabbeinu says for the time. Therefore, the Rebbe says a Givaldic thing. Look, you look at the Tesefta, and the Rambam changes the lotion of the Mishnah. What says in the Mishnah? Pesach Mitzrayim, says the Mishnah, listen to the lotion. It's a Givaldic lotion. Look what it says. Listen to what it says. Pesach Mitzrayim, Mikhoi Mi Baosor, Viton Hazor, by a good essays of Alamash, Kvash Kemazuzis. Tone hazor. That's the usual expression about sprinkling or, play, or, 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 or squirting the blood, right? You know what it says in the Tesefta when he quotes this Mishnah? When he says this thing? He doesn't quote the Posuk of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He quotes the Posuk of Vihigatem. He brings the later Posuk, the second Posuk. Says the Rebbe, according to the Rogat Shover, that's the Chiddush of the Tesefta on the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, we could have been mistaken to learn that the sprinkling of the blood of the Korban Pesach in the shrine is merely a din of Hazor, a Shrikas Adam, like all Korbanis Pesach. Comes the Tesefta and is mefarish the Mishnah and tells you, no, that gather the criteria of the Hazor is Vihigatem. It contains an additional component, the component that it should end up reaching it should remain there. And therefore, that's the Lashon Rambam. The Rebbe says that's the Loshna Rambam. The Rambam changes from the... The Rambam never changes the Loshna of the Mishnah. The Rambam always sticks to the Loshna of the Mishnah. To the degree the Rambam will bring halachas put together with something else. Because the Mishnah comprises them together. So he also comprises them together. Whatever. Right? Etc. Etc. Here the Rambam says... The Rambam writes in Hilchus Kor... In Soif Hilchus Kor Pesach. The Rambam says... Hagoas Hadam. That's the lotion of the Rambam. Why are you looking at me? Let's take out a safer korban. Please give me, I'm frightened for the minion. Please, Rafi, you don't go anywhere. Good, wonderful. The Rambam says, Givaldik, look at the lotion of the Rambam. He brings the Mishnah, but he changes the text. V'shuhuton hagos hadam v'agudas ezer. What's going on here? What do you mean, ton hagos hadam v'agudas ezer? It says in the Mishnah, ton hazor. 
Why the Rambam is Shana from the Loshna Mishnah? The Rambam is always Shoymer of the Loshna Mishnah. Says the Rebbe precisely, according to the Rogachover, the Rambam saw the Tesefta. With the Tesefta quoted on this Mishnah, he got them. So therefore the, the Rogachover tells us that's the Pshat of the Higatem. That's what the Rambam changes, that Mitzrayim was together of Hagos Adam. But it's not Hazos, Stam. Which means that we also include the, the, the additional component. I want to conclude, if I may on my own, and say as follows. There is a Nusach HaBrocha found in the Mishnah. And what do we say? Every Yid says in the Zagoda, all the Nuschois, they just some say, Asher Yagir, Viyagir. What do we say? We say in the last, Asher Go'alon, on the Brocha, the Mishnah says, Asher Yagia as Domam, Al-Kir HaMizbeach L'Rotze, right? So all HaMizbeach L'Rotze. So all the Mephoshim with the Avud Raham, the river brings in the Zagoda. What do we say? Asher Yagia Domam, Al-Kir Mizbeach L'Rotze. That's based on a postage in Parshas Vayikra, where it says, by the, by the Melika, it says, Al-Kir Mizbeach, that you should squeeze the, the neck, Al-Kir HaMizbeach. So the Avud Raham says the pot, the nusach of the brocha al kir mizbachach alorotzim, meaning on the wall of the mizbeach alorotzim, is based on this pasuk, where the pasuk says that no, the pasuk uses the expression that the blood after the, when you take the 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 the, the chick, the bird, and you place it on the wall of the mizbeach al kir hamizbeach. Chumash vayikra parsha al of pasuk tazvavadikidus. Okay, but nevertheless, all the mafarshim the Rebbe ends off and says tzorich iun. Why did they choose a modern lotion like that? True, it has a basis in the, in the Pasuk. But normally we say, We don't talk about, he doesn't talk about Zerika. Why do we choose that strange lotion? And he says, look in the Sidri Yavitz. Rabbi Yankavetim explains it al derech ha-kabola. And the Rabbi Yankavetim says, because kirim is bachacha, kir is bigimatri, is shin yud, and that is shin yud, 310, right? And that is the shy oilomis for the tzaddikim, like it says in the software mishnais, that Hashem eventually will give each tzaddik v'tzaddik shy oilomis. So this is this thing, and it says, Vayasef, Ponda, Velakir, that's a 310 oilomis, and it refers us to a zohar, a pikabola. Now, other Mephorshim go on and explain, listen, I haven't yet seen. All the Mephorshim deal, what does it say? Kirm is bachacha, the wall. So interesting, the, the briska, Rav, Rav, the briska, they bring in his agoda, that he says the kir is coming to exclude the ramp. And the din is, um, time doesn't allow, because we gotta go. So he's, whatever, there's a halachic issue, if it was on the ramp, by all carbonists, it's good enough, but the carbon pesach is not good enough. That's why we need the wall. Uh, Rabruvin Margolis, in his Kagoda, he says, the kir, when we say the wall of the thing, we're trying to exclude the corners of the mizbeach. That normally we can sprinkle the corners, we sprinkle the blood of the corners of the mizbeach. Here is a special chiddush that it's lorotzoi, if it's on the wall of the mizbeach. Uh, in the Sefer, Endek Brochov of Pomeranchik, I forgot what page, but enough came in on Pesach. He explains what is Mizbachachal Lerotzoin. What's the Lerotzoin upside of the blue? Because normally there would be a problem with Reach Nechoyach. Here we request from HaKadosh Baruch, it should be Lerotzoin. He bases it on a word from the Nitzv Mivaloshin. Okay, I haven't yet seen that anyone should be bothered with the Loshin. Asher Yagiyad Domum. Al Kirim Mizbachachal Lerotzoin. But Nezach. Nobody says, Rika Saddam, etc. Well, Azoya, like we saw. No one talks about it. So in my safer, with all humble whatever, I raise the issue. to what the Rebbe says, and I say, what is Chatash Domom? And I bring to one's attention the Posuk, Vihigatem, maybe the Posuk, the expression of the, in the Brocha, is, and all the, it's all in all the Poskim, is based on this Posuk, Vihigatem. And then I also refer the reader to look into the Rogat Shover and to the Lukut Sikhs where they discuss Vihigatem. And now, according to that, it would come out that the, what is novel, the Vihigatem only applied to Pesach Mitzrayim. But we speak about, but a Korim Pesach, the Darius, it doesn't apply to. 
It's only Hazor and Shrika. Now, possibly we can say the Brocha is requesting that Hashem should, we should live in Yerzah Hashem to come to the, when we will have Yagi Adam Malkimus Machachal So maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe Lawsuit Lover. Taki, it will be on the Mizbeach, right? But it says, Kimate Seiz Chameris, Mitzrayim, Aran and Flois. So possibly Lawsuit Lover. This I don't say in the Sefer. This I don't say in the Sefer. I don't know. I find a better shot. So possibly Lawsuit Lover, right? We will also have not just additional in Yonah, but like the Gemara says, the Gemara says that we will still be mentioning Mitzrayim in Mesichta Brochus. So there's an Indian of Mitz- Pesach Mitzrayim, possibly, which will be incorporated. The Milus, the Milus will also be then. So maybe Lemalyusa, we say, otherwise, keep well. And if, if you want to know, you'll have to buy the book. That's no, no. It's out of print.